back to another episode of the wonderful the our city of vsl podcast man i hope today is a wonderful day i hope it is serving you well whenever you are as a matter of fact listening to this amazing uh, podcast and today we're diving a little bit more into negotiations on a very a weird week of weather out here in thailand we're talking storms you can't even imagine moving into the area and god damn lo and behold i got a travel coming up soon and i am a scary little boy when it comes to takeoffs in this type of weather okay so let's get into this people we are talking about the three business people three business people talking and sharing their views on how to negotiate and then we're going to dissect exactly what they think in regards to negotiations So, without further ado, people, let's listen in. Speaker 1 Spend as much time as possible at the outset getting to know exactly who you're dealing with. Inexperienced negotiators tend to go straight in there and start bargaining. That may be okay for a small, one-off deal, but it's no way to build a long-term business relationship. So, create rapport first. This could take several hours or several months. When you're ready to start negotiations, make sure you agree on a procedure before you begin. And while they're setting out their proposals, don't interrupt. Listen. And take notes. Then have lunch. Don't be tempted to make your counter-proposals and enter the bargaining phase until after a good long break. You'd be surprised how much you can find out over a decent meal. Bargaining, of course, is the critical phase, but it can be surprisingly quick. If it isn't, break off and fix another meeting. Don't try to run marathons. When you do finally get to the agreement stage, agree the general terms but leave the details to the lawyers. That's what they're there for. Close on a high note and remember to celebrate. And we're going to be listening. Oh, we're going to be listening to some great stuff in the next podcast in regards to celebrating. Um, But this form of celebration is very, very odd. Uh, Again, we'll be listening to that too. I don't want to spoil anything, but my goodness gracious. So let's break it down. Okay. Now, inexperienced negotiators, they normally just jump right in and start bargaining. One-off deals, that's okay. But to build rapport is everything. Remember I told you about Last time I had, man, this had to be either September, October, or November. It had to be about October or November when uh, one of the big banks I actually train at, uh, Bangkok Bank, or used to train at just before, I think the last time I trained there was March 23rd of 2020, uh, when COVID had just completely brought the entire world, you know, to a standstill. Um, I had created so much rapport with one of the women there. Her name was Porn Pun. And while I was speaking to her, it was so hard because I was a little, a, a little bit in the middle because you have one lady who hired these group of, of, of monsters that I actually worked for, but it was actually, in fact, them who were the dirty monsters in terms of not giving me the money, in terms of hiking up the price and not giving me my fair share, giving me only 50% instead of probably upwards to 80%. There were so many problems with uh, these two women. And I always looked at porn pun as being the bad one. But it's funny because after 2020 had ended, she came back in like less than two years later, she gives me, you know, she sent me an email. 
And I'm like, oh, wow. I wonder why she's emailing me. And then she's like, do you still work for them? I'm like, oh, hell no. Fuck them bitches. <laughs> fuck them. Oh, my God. These were, uh, I listen, I could write a book on how bad they were. Very grateful for the entire experience, though, because now I know not to be taken advantage of and how not to be taken advantage of. But nonetheless, she called me and she's like, okay, what's your price? This, that. We started negotiating. I was like, wait, so you want a course? And me, I'm so, you know, gullible. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to get this, you know, this company and it's going to start in, in January or later, no later than February. Hope we're in June now. <laughs> Nothing, not even a call. But she's no longer doing that specific, like, I guess there's another lady and probably they got a better price, all these different things. Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe it's the fact that, you know, COVID is finally plummeting uh, out here in Thailand and they might start having in-class uh, in class courses again and stuff. But when it comes to negotiations, I know that they're notorious for paying in the middle and then paying like way after the course ends. So I know one way that I would have to say, uh, you know what, first and foremost, we have the report, you know what I'm about. The, uh, we're going to have to agree on a procedure here. Okay, we got the proposal, but listen, I'm going to need half the upfront payment right now and another half at this time. Can your, can your upper level management, HR, whoever it is in finance and accounting do that for me? Because if not, we, we we could probably just stop right there. One, the reason why I say that is because I know at one, because my schedule is very, very tight. So 9 a.m. is going to be damn near virtually impossible to do from now on, given the fact that I'm now going to be living on the other side of town. So I'm gonna be like, guys, you're gonna have to pay me this lot per hour. I think that's definitely a, a fantastic price compared to other shitty language centers that give you really, really bad products. That's number one. Number two, you know, I if you are not going to pay me at this time, we could just like let this go because I have a lot of other students and other clients around, you know, around Thailand. Uh, I'm sorry, not around Thailand, around the world who are willing to pay me the same price and I don't have to go anywhere. So negotiations could be very, very tricky, but I can tell you right now that the report, the report is absolutely important. And a lot of people... They just want to hurry up and make a quick sale. And if you make a quick sale, like, what does that do? Good. You get money in your pocket, but what about long-term? So what I would do if there was a negotiation and let's say the company that I had worked for at the beginning of this year, right? If they were to offer me, and again, this would never happen, but if they were to offer me another same package, I would decline it because, well, my sanity and you know how much of a day I would lose? I would lose basically, what is it? Oh my God, I would lose 10 hours in a day to go all the way out there. Now, you may not think that you know that's a lot, but at the same time, if I'm doing something and you know, training people who don't even show up on time and they're lazy and they don't want to do they don't even want to learn, I'm done. I don't want to do it. So, you know, I wouldn't even accept the price of a 100% increase in terms of going back to that company because one, obviously management's absolutely terrible. And two, you know, the students, they're just, you know, here in Thailand, you can't force someone to do something that they don't wanna do, you know? So nonetheless, let's go into another one. We're gonna go into another audio and then we're gonna go from there. Track 50. Here's another person. Speaker two. Prepare thoroughly. If you don't, you won't know whether to accept an offer and may end up actually arguing with your own side, which is suicide in a negotiation. So, make sure you establish all the points you're going to negotiate and have a clear idea of your opening 
target and walkway position on each. Your opening position, or OP, is your initial offer, on price or whatever. Your TP, your target position, is what you're realistically aiming for. And your WAP, or walkaway position, is the point at which you walk away from the negotiating table. Always be prepared to do that. Know what your fallback position, or FBP, is. What you'll do if you don't reach an agreement. Some people call this your BATNA your best alternative to a negotiated agreement. You nearly always have a BATNA, however undesirable. But if you really haven't got one, you'd better be good at bluffing or you're going to lose big time. So listen, me, again, I'm a guy that builds rapport. So he listed three amazing things that a lot of people could probably take away, like the initial, your target, and your walkaway position. I think that's brilliant. But at the same time, without rapport, you're probably going to hit that walkaway position very quickly. If you have report, you don't even have to get, get, once you get into initial, that's it. Deal sealed. Now, let me give you this. I went to the two position with this company at the beginning of the year. The initial was, okay, well, the initial is, listen, $75 an hour. This is what I'm actually, you know, uh, right now in terms of the pandemic and everything, the pandemic price, I guess you can see the PP. I'm going to do $75. And then she was just slightly hesitant. And I'm just like, okay. And then I said, you know what? My target, my realistic target, let's go down to 50. Let's go down to 50. Walk away position is anything below than that. Anything below, anything below. And so she was like, hey, 50 is good. And I'm like, ah. and I told my girlfriend, I was like, ah, you know, I'm much, I'm much rather like 75. And it's so funny because another girl who I had worked for, and I'm gonna give you that next story. She was like, man, you should have said, you should have said 75. You got to go all the way out there. And I'm like, yeah, but they, but she's like, no, no, but nothing. But the thing is, if I had like three training classes in one day, that's a significant amount, you know? Well, <laughs> I guess you could say at the time, right? Now I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> because I get that online with few classes that I do. So now my my initial could be anywhere between 100 to 150, and especially given the, you know, what people want and what they need, you know? And so the walkaway position, I love that. And the BATNA, this guy talked about it. Really interesting stuff. You know, what I did, let me give you this. When I used to do another bank called KTB, I loved him, but the HR lady is very greedy, okay? And so I don't know when they ended up hiring a teacher within their company to do whatever it was he does, but I used to do the, walk, the workshops all the time. And, you know, there was one girl there, she used to be an ex-employee, a flight attendant, as a matter of fact, for Nok Air out here in Thailand. And she was just amazing. And her other, the other employee there, they were amazing, right? And it was always, I'm a report guy. However, the lady I was with at the time, Nuke, she's not much of a report person. She's more of a, okay, one, two, and I'm going to walk away from this type of person. You're going to hear this in the next podcast. And so the, re uh, why I, the reason why I tell you this is because last year, Nuke got in contact with me probably around July, August or so. She's like, hey, would you, be, would you like to do the workshop online? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. And now the thing is, this is when my online business in July and August began to surge. And so when it ended up surging, I was like, okay. And I was like, okay, so they used to pay 800, 800 baht an hour. So that's basically 
$26, which is actually very minimal for a workshop. To be honest with you, I'd probably go probably 150 an hour now. All right. I'm not doing no 27 an hour now. That, that's just my asking price because uh, th like, what is the return? Uh, do I get the ROI? No, you get to save. And this is the government bank considering what the government is out here. It all makes sense. So in saying that, she said, oh, well, what's what, you know, what's the lowest you'll do? And that means, you know, what's your walk away position? And she was like, oh, well, they're, they want to do 550 I said $515, $18 an hour, considering I'm going to have to grade over 100 emails and do all that paperwork, including you. I'm sorry. That's that's my walkaway position. No, thank you. She's like, no, but Arsenio, listen, if we don't do this, they're going to walk away. Goodbye. Why are you clinging? Don't look at yourself as being desperate or cheap, nuke. Fuck it. If they want to walk away, good fucking buy HR. I'm good. Honestly, I can't do workshops for 800 or 1000, but you know, the 33, $35 you, I can't do it anymore. I need you to pay me at least minimum 75 to 100. And that's me being very nice. I'm not going to do the minimal bullshit that used to teach, you know, because guess what? I get a pay. I get paid through my own my OWN, my own online business, a significant amount. I do. And I have classes where you put these three students together and see how much they pay me per hour. If It's a ridiculous amount. For me to do anything less, just to say, oh, but we'll lose them. Listen, they want us to lose them. They're only trying to bait us just to see if they can get the cheapest price. They have no respect for us to begin with if they're trying to say that amount. Goodbye. Don't they have a teacher anyways now? Shit, much rather I would like them to just contact me directly because they're saying that they need to offload the expenses to a language center, which is bullshit. They could, they could charge it as training and expenses and pay it directly through me. I know that because obviously my girlfriend told, you know, she told me about that because she works in procurement. And I'm like, listen, like, no, no, I'm good. I am good. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Did they ever come back? No. When was the last time I did a workshop? It had to be in like, I believe it was just before, um, it was the day after Thanksgiving in 2020. Do I care? Fuck no. Would I ever go back and do it? Uh, no, no. No, no, because the amount of things that I have to do right now, grading statements of purposes, and I have my, you know, I'm training another company right now, advertising agency out here in Bangkok, Thailand online, like, no, thank you. And so, again, you got to know that set, that three-step format, people, that walkaway position. She said, Arsenio, if you don't take this, we're going to lose them. I said, good fucking bye. Take your book. I'll see you later. They were going to walk away from the table to begin with because the lady didn't want to build report. And now that report and her not giving a fuck and paying us much less than we are worth is biting her in the ass. Goodbye. You lose the best trainer in Bangkok. There is no one else better than me. And I don't say that from a very egotistical way. I just know, considering what I had to overcome in this country in terms of due to racial discrimination and all the trainers and the people who have been hired, they ain't got shit on me. That's all there is to it. I say that from a confident, uh, a confidente standpoint, that I am the number one trainer.
That's all the yeah, all these other foreigners that speak half Thai, half this, and you hire them. No thanks. Goodbye, UOB. UOB was like, oh, you know, that they 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 were like, oh, well, you know, we hired this guy, and he's like a famous YouTuber. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you're over here hiring people who really aren't even legit. You're just hiring him based on how many subscriber count he has. And they knew nothing about me. And I was like, hey, you know what? I try sending them an email as a follow-up after. Then I say, you know what? Nah, I it feels like I'm impeding on your table, on your table, and I don't want to do that. And so they were like, oh, do, do you do like camps for like children? I'm like, man, fuck that. Goodbye. I think that was at the beginning of 20. 19. And I said, goodbye, you would be them having a teacher too. Okay, you got a teacher. Goodbye. <laughs> you can't afford me. And I say that from a very braggadocious standpoint, because guess what? Considering what I had to overcome in this country, you are not going to pay me less just because my skin has a year round town, year round tan compared to others who really are dog shit. Ta -da! That's my negotiation. Last one, people. Let's dive in. Track 51. Speaker three. Ideally, a successful negotiation is a kind of joint problem-solving meeting where we identify each other's interests, wants and needs and then explore the different ways we could satisfy those. I say ideally because it hardly ever is like that. Win-win negotiation is a great idea, but most people have a simple I win, you lose mentality. So what do you do with a person who simply won't listen, who keeps interrupting, who becomes aggressive, who makes last-minute demands, who won't make a decision? I must have read dozens of books on negotiation tactics. The problem is, so has everybody else. So they don't really work. My only advice is, don't get personal, ever. Don't agree to anything until you've discussed everything. Don't make any concessions without asking for something in return. Ask lots and lots of questions and don't give in to pressure. Remember, uh, if the answer must be now, the answer must be no. Oh, yeah, that preach it. Oh, hell fucking yeah. Anytime someone tries pressuring you and say, we need a decision now, I'm going to say goodbye. Remember earlier in this season, I can't remember when it was, but when you're pressured to do something and make a decision quick, we often make the wrong decision. And then we end up kicking ourselves in the ass, right? You don't want to be that person. So if the answer needs to be now with pressure, goodbye. Arsenio, we need an answer right now. Can you tell me? Can you tell me? Can you tell me? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, goodbye. Because I don't like pressure. Considering that you're already trying to pressure me in the initial... Just imagine what the entire thing is going to be like. The demands, all the ridiculousness, the bureaucracy, all that bullshit that's going to happen along with everything else that comes. If someone is beating their chest or they're rude or this or that, you don't want to, mm -mm, you do not want to collaborate with them. And I know, oh, you know, they're a very important client. We're going to be listening to this in the last phase of uh, obviously this course and everything. I mean, not this course, this season. But, you know, there are just so many people who believe that they could use their authority or their authoritarian figure or their, their, their label and what they call themselves in a company to, 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 you know, to basically walk all over people. And I would say, fuck no. 
if I'm sitting in the middle of a negotiation, they're like, oh, we need a, we need a, you know, we, we need to discuss this now. I'm going to say, no, I need to think about this first. Okay. And I'm actually very good at this. So I remember, you know, I got offered to teach a couple of students at their house out here in Thailand. And I'm just like, oh my God. Uh, no, you know what? Let me think about this. If I answer right now, that's not going to be good. So I waited till the next morning and I had time to think about it. See, that's good. That gives me the ability to take a step back and say, all right, all right. So let, let, let me see what's going on. Let, let me see what, what are the positives and negatives. Let me look at this. Who do I need to get in contact with? Does this make sense financially? Does this make sense in terms of terms? Terms, right? Time, energy, return. Uh, no, what is it? T yeah, time, energy, return, money, insanity. I have to look at all those aspects. And if the answer needs to be right now, and then well, my response is going to be no. And that's the same way you need to put it. So with that being said, we're going to listen to some great things in the next podcast. Stay tuned. And thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow me on our Arsenio ZSL podcast. I'll see you there over and out.